Hello and welcome. You are listening to the God in Mental Health Podcast. I am so excited to be back in front of the microphone with you this week. My name is Rosalind Renee, for those of you that are new here, and I am very excited about this week's episode and that I'm going to be sharing a lot of different things related to my own personal journey. So before we get into the episode, I do want to share really quickly, just kind of like a 30 second overview of what this episode will be about Essentially, I'm going to be going through my therapy process and what I have learned over the last 10 years of being in therapy on different occasions. And so what I'm going to say as a quick 30 second, you know, blurb about this episode is don't stop going to counseling. Let counseling be your tool. Let it be an asset to your therapy process. Continue to seek God as you are going to counseling and you will find so much benefit so much growth, so much healing through your process. So that's just a quick little 30 second blurb. But before we get into the episode, let's take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. As you all heard last week, we talked a little bit about the importance of, you know, taking care of your emotional health. And so I shared some things that I have seen, you know, as a therapist and a lot of clients that I work with And I wanted to this week kind of delve into some of my personal experiences of growth and all of the things that I believe have been helpful for me throughout my journey personally as a therapist, but also just in general as a regular person dealing with their mental health. So I'm going to kind of give a backstory for those of you that are new here of a little bit about me and my own personal journey. So I did, I do talk about the fact that I am a a counselor and I on a weekly basis, see anywhere from 25 to 35 clients a week. So I am practicing consistently, girl, Um, you know, just helping people navigate through their mental health journey. But my journey did not start off there. Um, I actually started doing counseling shortly after graduating um, in 2016 with my master's degree. But my actual therapy journey started in 2014. So when I was in grad school, I had a professor who said, you know, every good therapist needs a therapist. And at the time, I'll be honest with you, I had never really thought of going to counseling. 2014 was, you know, around the time where I started to kind of really see that I was having some consistent patterns of different things, some really, really self-defeating thoughts. I was struggling a lot in my walk with God. And I also was, you know, navigating through my daddy issues, I'll just say. And so in 2014, my university, so if you're in college um, and you go to college, check into your university's counseling center. So I was in grad school and was going full time. And so I had the ability to go to um, counseling for free. So my university provided counseling services for free to students. So I went to the counseling center and I started my therapy journey with um, a male therapist that I worked with for a year. And that year of time actually prompted me to really begin to get comfortable with talking a little bit about what was going on with me. Again, no reference point because 2014, you know, that was 10 years ago. I had not ever heard of anybody going to counseling. No one in my family had explored counseling. The only reference point I had of counseling was what I learned in school. And so it was really kind of the start where I got a chance to talk a little bit about 
Um, just like my history with my family. I talked a lot about what I saw growing up. I talked a lot about, you know, my struggle in my relationship with my dad and just also how it impacted me spiritually. I naturally had a relationship with God when I was in my early 20s anyway. I was around 24 at the time when I went to counseling for the first time. And so it was very interesting to just kind of, you know, share what I felt, uh, get homework about writing down these things. That's where I started my journaling process. That's where I really kind of started to reflect. And it was very helpful for me to see him for a year. I stopped seeing um, this therapist and it was it was really cool to have a male therapist. I will say it was a great perspective um, from just like a male standpoint. It was just really helpful. So I ended up stopping doing therapy. I did ended up ending doing therapy with him because he uh, graduated. I think he was a doctoral student, graduated and uh, moved to Nashville. So I stopped doing counseling with him. I started again going back to the counseling center. I want to say it was probably maybe about six months after that. It was towards the end of 2015 and going into 2016 because I was about to graduate. And wanted the opportunity to talk with someone about girl, my midlife crisis of graduation. What am I doing with my life? All of that. So I ended up going to counseling for a couple of months and I saw a black female therapist. I will say my experience with her wasn't the best. I felt like it was very hard for her to uh, kind of have empathy with me. And I always, whenever I hear a lot of my own clients come to me with their therapy stories, they'll say stuff about, yeah, I don't feel like me and the therapist clicked. I can understand that. I feel like this therapist and I did not click. Um, And it just wasn't a great experience. And so I say that to say, one, sometimes you're going to have experiences with people and just don't stop. Don't let the one experience of experiencing, you know, not that best of an experience with a therapist. I'm saying experience a lot. Don't let that one experience with someone stop you from continuing your healing and therapy journey. So I graduated. I started working. Um, I got engaged to my now husband in 2017. And girl, when we were planning that wedding, I was stressed. O-U-T out okay one wedding planning is just expensive and two I realized so much during that time that I was not healed I was very scared to get married I was nervous that I was going to experience kind of the same things I saw growing up with my parents and it was just a lot for me to navigate through and so I think that as I went through that process of just realizing these things, I had a breakdown somewhere in 2017, end of 2017. I was struggling with some things at work. And I remember having a conversation with a coworker of mine. She had a very strong personality. And I remember after talking with her this one day, I just felt like I felt horrible. I don't even really remember what she said that kind of triggered some sadness in me. But I just remember crying and just being like, I have to talk to someone. I should not be this anxious. I should not feel this overwhelmed. And at this point, I have to talk to someone. And again, I had been in therapy before, uh, but I just... I think when you start to open the can of worms around what you've experienced in life and you feel like you have not really dealt with it, 
it'll come back up consistently for you. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about that process for me. But before we get into that, I'll, let's take a break really quickly to hear from one of our. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So from, you know, really navigating through <laughs> being engaged, I realized that I needed to seek counseling. So shortly after that conversation, actually the same within the same hour of having that conversation with my coworker, I j- literally, y'all, this is legit what happened. I Googled a website I had heard of called Open Path Collective. Um, I had heard about it on a podcast and looked up on their, their directory, found a therapist, called her. She was the first one that picked up. And I said, hey, I need to talk to somebody and set up an appointment. From there, we set up our first appointment. It was like January 6th or 7th or something short, like very, very, very close at the top of the year of January, like within the first two weeks of the year um, in 2018. And I went from top of January 2018 until um, somewhere in between 2022. So four and a half years of counseling with the same person. I went weekly for about a year and then moved to bi-weekly and went bi-weekly until probably maybe 2020. It got close to that time in 2020. I think the end of 2019 going into 2020, I took a break and then restarted back when the pandemic hit shortly after George Floyd died. And I noticed that I was having some issues emotionally there too. I was also newly pregnant with my first son and went back to counseling until 2022. Um, And so my therapy journey, you know, during that long stretch of time, I was in it consistently. I, I had to continuously go. For me, it was very important that I explored um, what was really happening? And I originally went for anxiety thinking, you know, I'm getting married. I'm just anxious about, you know, what that's going to look like. Girl, I was in council for years and we talked about everything. And I realized throughout that time that I had no tools. I had no tools to know what it looked like to function on a daily basis, practically and spiritually. Thankfully, at the time, that therapist that I saw was Christian, and it was very helpful to kind of, you know, bounce both of those ideas and those um, just like two parts of me, like the practical and the spiritual around what I was going through. But I delved into talking through my daddy issues. I delved into talking about my mama issues. I talked about relationships at the time I was in therapy, like, you know, kind of a couple years in, I had, you know... Um, two of my close friends at the time ended our friendships. I had to grieve those friendships in therapy. They were very hard to grieve. Um, and I didn't realize that grief was a big thing when it comes to ending friendships with people. And I rediscovered what I needed 
in new relationships. I realized that I was not the toxic friend, I guess you could say, but I was quick to cut people off. My cutoff game was so strong, I would ignore you as if you didn't exist. And I realize now that that's not the healthiest. I'm more along the lines of if I have a problem with someone, I'm going to talk to them about it. But I was very, um, if I was struggling emotionally, I would recluse a lot. I would shut down. I would isolate. I wasn't open to dealing with issues with people. I was very ashamed. I was very ashamed. A lot of things that I had done in the past, you know, sins I had, you know, done. And it, I had a very unhealthy relationship with God. My viewpoint of God was very much so that he was a dictator. He was angry with me all the time. I could never get it right. And so I realized just how much of an unhealthy viewpoint of God I had. And so because of that, it really, it really took a lot of time for me to delve into that because a lot of what I realized now back in that time was influenced. My viewpoint of God was influenced a lot by religion. It was influenced a lot by, um, you get blessings from God. If you're a good person, um, you are not seen as a child. If you were doing something bad all the time, because essentially I had grew up in church where they told us, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. So it wasn't very much so a healthy viewpoint of God. I will say at the time my therapist pushed me to read the word. She helped heal a lot of the areas of my life that I thought were good, but weren't great. And I really dealt with my anxiety. I really dealt with, you know, how I processed things. I became a verbal processor from going to counseling, meaning now when I'm experiencing a lot of things, I have to talk through it. I really became, um, you know, a person that needed people in my life to, you know, walk this life with me to do life with. I started to really actually get involved in church at the time too. And I started counseling me and my husband were newly married and we got involved in a lot of small groups with married couples. So I gained a lot of perspective around what marriage looked like because I just didn't have a healthy viewpoint of it. My parents were married, you know, 20 something years, but a good portion of their marriage I saw was not healthy. And so I didn't know what it meant to be a wife or that you had to go through natural ebbs and flows in your relationship with your partner. And so because I didn't see that, social media created the expectation of what a healthy marriage looked like. And it it just wasn't the same from what I had experienced in these small groups with people. And so just the aspect of going to counseling helped me to view a lot of things differently. I really worked on a lot of things with friendships, like I may mention, to where now I feel like I have a great viewpoint of what it means to have healthy friends. I don't have an issue being vulnerable with people. I don't view people, you know, around me as you're going to go tell my business. In my mind, I'm like, girl, if you go tell my business, it's because I told you something that I wanted to share. And if you go tell my business, it's on you. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Because I don't think I view people in a way now where it's a cat and mouse kind of thing. And I just realized that made a difference because I had gone through two very hard friendship losses and also really taking the mirror and looking at myself. So after I, you know, um, stopped going to counseling in 2022, I was pregnant. So I had started my private practice in between that time 
And from me being a therapist now, I associate a lot of, you know, helping clients understand the process of what counseling means and what it is for people. Um, 2023, after having my second baby, I really wanted to deal with some patterns that I was seeing with me and my mom. After having kids, I could tell me and my mom's relationship was pretty challenging. And so I explored EMDR, which is eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. It is a therapy treatment for people who have experienced trauma. And when I say people who have experienced trauma, it could be, you know, it doesn't have to be anything where you've been um, sexually assaulted or molested. It could be something within a relationship with another person. It helps you process, you know, um, what you're experiencing in your body. So a lot of what was going on with me was I would get very angry and I could tell that I would be anxious for days when things would happen. And so uh, EMDR, I did for about four months. I did six sessions with a therapist. It was one of the best investments I ever did. I spent four years in counseling, dealing with a lot of stuff. I spent four months in EMDR and feel like I dealt with 10 years of therapy because it just really helps you process through a lot of your trauma quickly. Um, and when I say quickly, it's just a very, um, it's a treatment that is, it deals with the actual thoughts that you're thinking through very, very fast. I will say EMDR is something that takes a lot of time to prep for. Luckily I had been through counseling, so I had a lot of the tools that I needed to, as I explore trauma. But it was a lot. It was a lot on my body. Um, I had a lot of days where I was tense. Uh, I was a new mom breastfeeding and trying to navigate two kids. So that was partially the reason I stopped was because it was just a lot of trauma work after just having a baby. Um, so I will say, you know, if you're interested in EMDR, find a good EMDR therapist. Um, if you want to deal with trauma, if you want to deal with like anything related to um you know, things that might have been traumatic to you as a kid, witnessing things growing up. It's, it's a very helpful type of therapy. But I will say there aren't a lot of, um, if you're African-American, there aren't a lot of African-American EMDR therapists. I've noticed uh, I myself am trying to get certified this year um, in EMDR and just kind of practice what that would look like as a therapist doing EMDR. But there are some really good therapists out there. So don't close yourself off if you don't find one that may be um, within your um, nationality or race. Um, be open to just, you know, finding someone who's certified that is capable of helping you through processing that trauma. Um, okay, so just to kind of close off this episode, I want to just kind of say this. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about the spiritual components around you know, what I have learned as a person that has experienced therapy and also what I've learned as someone who is exploring this um, as a believer, it's challenging because you're dealing with a lot of thoughts that you didn't really know you were dealing with. And it's, 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 it's something that requires you to be very present it requires you to be in it. It requires you to be all in. And kind of like I said in the last episode, when you're healing, you're in ICU. And so just be mindful of that. So in all those times I went to counseling, um, I went through different seasons. My life had changed significantly in every single aspect. 
And so things shifted and I learned the values of sitting in the tension of what I was experiencing. There were many times in that four year time I was in counseling that I had to really deal with myself. There were times I realized I had a lot of pride about stuff. I was just very selfish when it came to certain things. I didn't want the accountability. It was hard to face the fact that I was avoidant. It was hard to face the fact that I wanted to recluse and isolate. It was hard to face the fact that I just wasn't a good friend to people. It was hard to face that at the time, maybe I wasn't a good wife to someone. And those are moments where you have to realize that you're have, and, and in times you're going to have to sit in the tension of it. You're going to have to take a lot of accountability. You cannot continue to blame the things that have happened in the past just because they were your reference point. You're an adult. Pete, things have happened. Yes. But what are you going to do to change them? I learned what it meant for me to use my spiritual practices to help my healing journey. And I also navigated through a lot of unhealthy things spiritually, prayer, fasting, um, community, um, sitting with God, asking him questions or things that were helpful for me, but that couldn't just be my only thing. They were my tools, but they weren't my only thing that I used. And so there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about their safety in a multitude of counselors. Counselors is more than just a person that is a counselor. It's community. People had to become sometimes my outlet. And that was what I realized that relationships are very important. So I just kind of want to say this, you know, as you're healing, you're trying to understand and navigate through painful experiences. And I think as believers, we often don't talk about what this can mean for our minds, our bodies and our relationships. I hear I heard Tim Ross say this once that whatever doesn't come out of your mouth is going to come out of your body. If you're someone that struggles, you know, with, um, you know, different things that you notice just aren't the healthiest, your body may be reacting, eating habits, uh, sexual practices, um, things that you find you, if, I I mean, I, I work with people who are suicidal. I work with people who cut themselves. I work with people who, you know, are just really trying to navigate through frustrating times, eating disorders or um, family relationships where you just, you are so passive. You let people walk all over you. All of these aspects are not healthy. And I believe that God wants us to be well, but I also think that he wants us to heal. And so sometimes understanding that is very important. And so kind of, as I've talked through this, I want you to be aware that therapy was a tool I use consistently. And it's still a tool I use. I recently went back to therapy, um, late last year. And, you know, exploring that again has been such a joy because it has given me a space again to just process. And navigating that is very helpful because it's the one hour I get out of my week to talk about me. And to know that that is a thing that you're always going to need sometimes is a space to talk about you to talk with someone, bounce ideas off of is super, super helpful and healthy. And so I hope that this um, episode has blessed you. I hope that it has given you just a, a, you know, a place to process through what you are experiencing in general. And I just hope and pray that it continues to, uh, this podcast continues to give you everything you need um, in your therapy journey. So I will see y'all in the next episode. Feel free to share this episode with anyone that you think might um, enjoy it. If they are starting the therapy process, if they're in it, you know, let it be just an encouragement to them to keep going. 
and we will talk next week. I'll talk to y'all soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.